At this year's Oscars, Oppenheimer took home the award for Best Picture, Emma Stone and Robert Downey Jr. also picked up wins, and Ryan Gosling brought the Kennergy. For a recap of all the highlights, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Lakshmi Singh. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin still hospitalized days after he was admitted into the intensive care unit for complications resulting from a medical procedure. The Pentagon says the 70-year-old Austin is recovering well. But President Biden and the American public still found out about Austin days after the fact. And as NPR's Tom Bowman reports, lack of transparency has national security implications. You would think that uh, Biden's principal military advisor in this time of war in the Middle East and possible continued military action by U.S. forces against militant groups in Iraq, Syria, and Yemen would have picked up the phone and told officials, at least the president, because there have been ongoing meetings about all these issues. You know, did anyone notice he was not around? Now, Biden spoke with Austin over the weekend, and we're told he has confidence in the secretary, but members of Congress, both Democrat and Republican, still want answers. NPR's Tom Bowman reporting. Former President Donald Trump is moving to dismiss his criminal charges in Georgia, arguing he's immune from prosecution for acts he committed while in office. A federal appeals court is already set to consider that question tomorrow as Trump also tries to quash his federal charges. WABE's Sam Greenglass has the latest. Trump's Georgia lawyer, Steve Sadow, wrote that from 1789 to 2023, no president ever faced criminal prosecution for acts committed in office. The Brookings Institution's Norm Eisen says there's no such thing as absolute presidential immunity, and the D.C. appeals court should affirm that. That will be a clear message to the prosecutors, the judge, and the justice system in Georgia and in any other state. Any decision could be appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court, possibly delaying the start of Trump's federal election interference trial and in turn bumping the Georgia case. For NPR News, I'm Sam Greenglass in Atlanta. Major shakeup in the Florida Republican Party one week before Governor Ron DeSantis prepares to compete in Iowa's first-in-the-nation caucuses. Today, the state party voted out its chairman, Christian Ziegler. He's under investigation for rape. He denies the allegation. A civil trial over alleged mismanagement and corruption at the National Rifle Association is underway in New York. Samantha Max of member station WNYC reports State Attorney General Letitia James Sue the powerful gun rights group in 2020, saying executives spent millions on personal expenses, including lavish trips, private jets, and pricey meals. James asked a judge to shut down the NRA altogether without success. Now her office will try to prove in court that the organization broke New York's charity laws and should face consequences. There's already been a flurry of activity in the days leading up to trial. Wayne LaPierre stepped down from his role leading the NRA last week. From Washington, this is NPR News. Biotechnology company 23andMe is denying liability after hackers were able to steal insecure customer credentials that had been reused on other sites, facing lawsuits from a group of affected users. And then Pierre Stan McLaughlin reports a DNA ancestry service is trying to shift the blame to users. In early December, 23andMe confirmed that hackers were able to steal and leak a number of users' genetic records online. However, the company has repeatedly insisted that hackers were able to break in using login credentials from other services, which customers reused to sign up for the DNA testing service. 
Facing a number of lawsuits from customers, the company is further denying responsibility. Lawyers for 23andMe recently sent plaintiffs a letter concluding that users were responsible for failing to use secure credentials, even after 23andMe took steps to improve security after the breach. Questions about where to place blame in the event of a breach remain complicated. Jen McLaughlin, NPR News. Former Marvel actor Jonathan Majors has publicly addressed his assault conviction for the first time since a New York City jury found him guilty last month of crimes against his ex-girlfriend. In an interview that aired last night on ABC, Majors denied allegations that he physically harmed Grace Jabari and says he was shocked by the guilty verdict. But his accuser says she sustained injuries in an altercation last March and the jury found in her favor. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 167 points, roughly half a percent. This is NPR News.